I hate my cooking. That's <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, anyway, sorry. Let's talk. Let's talk about film. Yeah, We've enough got about two me. Two films to look at today. Yes, two films because there was only two films released this week. So um, we've got. Uh, um, well, first up, uh, let's talk The Black Prince, which was one I went to knowing absolutely nothing about, other than I'd seen the poster, and it looked a l- uh, it and it looked like a sort of a costume drama period piece, but with a slight uh, difference. So this is an Indian production. Uh, it's a biopic. It tells the story of Maharaja Dilip Singh uh, of the Kingdom of Punjab, who came to power at the age of five as the only surviving successor to Maharaja Ranjit Singh, uh, who... Um, uh, but when... Uh, five years later, when... Uh, the Punjab was annexed by the Brits. He was um, uh, Dilip Singh was overthrown at the age of ten. He was taken into the care of Dr. John Logan and became a close confidant of Queen Victoria, living in Britain, growing up British, but still allowed to keep his um, Indian some of his Indian culture and whatnot. As he grows older, he yearns to know more of his background, but uh, the Brits are feared that if he knows more, he will not remain faithful to them because of their part in his downfall. What follows is Dilip's uh, awakening to the injustice wrought against him and his people and his fight to gain back his birthright it's so right from that uh, premise you can see straight away that uh, what I've been complaining about recently with regards to you know period films about the British Empire that sort of basically you know give the uh, Empire a, a soft ride mm-hmm, this is slightly mm-hmm. different this is very critical of uh, those uh, of the tenets that held that Empire together it's about someone fighting against it and sort of saying yes go on you know you know keep your own identity keep your own uh, cultural background and, and fight for it if it's taken away from you by higher imperial powers unfortunately this film is so ineptly made um it was a real struggle to get through i did doze off a couple of times in the middle um because and i and for once i didn't really feel bad about it i just sort of thought well i haven't i really haven't lost much um everything about the production of it feels off feels off feels a bit a little bit rubbish i mean it was kind of like watching a cheap uh, straight to video horror movie you know everything you know sets don't quite work extras seem out of thing seem out of place there's uh the, the stage the, the sort of uh, camera direction the stage direction is terrible it's so stilted and unfortunately at the heart of all this you have playing the black uh, the, the black prince this uh, actor satinda sataj uh who is best known in india as a poet and songwriter this is his acting debut and my god it shows he is so stilted and so staggeringly uncharismatic it's it's almost like uh, in parts it's like watching a comedy sitcom mm-hmm. uh, you know thing of like famous act uh, famous person who's not an actor does acting and it's like comedically stilted um it's directed by someone called Kavi Raz, who I had not heard of. Apparently, is an actor, uh, uh, actor and director. And I mean, one would have thought, you know, usually the whole thing with actors directing, you tend to get, at the very least, no matter the quality of the film, you get decent acting. But no, here it just does not work. Uh, you've got supporting roles from people like um, Jason Fleming as Dr. John Logan, who's a very good actor. People remember from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> David Essex, uh, one-time pop pixie, now uh, uh, now actor of note some sort. A Keith Duffy from Boyzone turns what? up as uh, as an Irish terrorist um, uh, who <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. deteriorized music for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's just so ropey. It's kind of it's almost amusing. Uh, I mean, the, the, when I say 
doesn't quite work. It, it was stilted in the way that it reminded me of, and not in a good way, of uh, the, the film festival coming up. We've got a film called The Other Side of Hope, directed by Aki Kurismaki, Finnish film director. And his style is that he deliberately makes everything look stilted. He has the actors read their lines as if they're rehearsed with no emotion, and everyone sort of moves and through. But that's his style, that's his thing, that's what he does. So he, he welds that perfectly to, um, you know, uh, so, so that it becomes part of the film. Here, it's just bad. It's just, you know, there's moments in which you can see it's like someone's queuing them off screen mm -hmm. before the camera's begun rolling and they have to turn and do this sort of stuff. Uh, the dialogue is expository dialogue up the jacksy. It just all the way through is just, and this is happening because this is happening and this is here, and then you have to do this and then you have to do this and then you have to do this. Um, and everyone's just explaining the themes out of existence and it just the whole thing is a total shambles and as i say it's a shame soon we've got coming up we've had trailered this uh, the new stephen frears film victoria and abdul which is a tale of victoria queen victoria's relationship with another indian um uh, uh for want of a better word a uh, worse well, subject shall we say um and i mean that's to me, I look at that and I go, that is clearly going to be pro-monarchy, pro-empire, all that kind of crap, uh, but will be better made. You know, here it's like, I wish, I wish I could have the best of both worlds. I wish I could have the message of this one with the quality filmmaking of that one. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, I wanted to get on board with it, but no, it's just terrible. It's <laughs> It gives me no pleasure to say that, but it is truly terrible. It's a shame because it was an interesting story that I'd never heard of. But well, the cast did it for me. Like it just put me <laughs> straight off. No, we're not going to. Hey, we're not going to start any Dave, David Essex. David here. Essex. I think my mother will have something to say about that. Oh, no doubt. That's anyway, uh, right. So, um, uh, but moving on, uh, we've got uh, another film of uh, um, well, another film, um, The Big Sick, which is the latest comedy produced by Judd Apatow. Uh, who's produced many things like Superbad, Knocked Up, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Anchorman, all those, uh, for, basically has uh, overlorded American comedy for the last 10, 15 years. Uh, it's directed by a first-time director, Michael Showalter, or first-time feature director, um, but more importantly, it's uh, written by and starring Kumail Nanjiani, uh, who uh, people will know from Silicon Valley, which I saw about five minutes of and couldn't be bothered with. Um, oh, the TV show? Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, okay, well, I'll have to see more. I'll take your word for that one. Uh, it, uh, it's, and it's an autobiographical tale, um, interestingly. Kamel Nanjiani plays Kamel Nanjiani, uh, an aspiring stand-up comedian of Pakistani origin living in Chicago. Uh, after one gig, he meets Emily, played by Zoe Kazan, an audience member who heckles him during a set. They get chatting afterwards. They hit it off, and before you know it, they're dating, but not dating. Uh, unfortunately, Kamel mum's constant search for a suitable bride undermines his and Emily's uh, relationship mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. she finds out about this thing next thing they know they've had a massive argument they break up um, and then not too long after that he gets a phone call in the middle of the night uh, from one of Emily's friends to say she's in hospital she's really really sick he's the one who has to go he ends up having to put her into a medically induced coma and he decides to stick around, and in doing so, uh, he ends up meeting Emily's parents, played by Ray Romano and Holly Hunter, and they are not pleased with him. And from thence, the story progresses. I mean, I don't want to say too much more after that. Um, so, yeah, it, I mean, this one, 
started unpromisingly, you know, with its connections to Silicon Valley, which I don't like. I'm not a big fan of Judd Apatow. I do really like the first Anchorman movie. I mean, I, I, I do think that's very funny. But And I kind of like Superbad, but the rest of his stuff is general style. It's not really my thing. Um, it's general comedy style. It's not my thing. Also, it started, and I found out he was a stand-up comedian. If there's one thing I don't want to watch in movies, it's as a stand-up comedian. It's somewhat, it's films about stand-up comedians. And it starts off with a... <laughs> do you mean successful stand-up comedian? No, no, no. Even even yes, this is a bit of well, I suppose, I, su- I suppose after a fashion, I mean, I've never been, I, I've never been inspired by success. I don't, yeah. I, I, successful people turn me off. There is one film about stand-up that I really want to see called Entertainment, which is the Neil Hamburger movie um, directed by Rick Alverson, which I really want to see because that is about an unsuccessful comedian. I think. But, um, uh, but no, these, I mean, these guys aren't, aren't the most successful people. They're, you know, they're aspiring comedians. They're so stoked when the guy from the Montreal Comedy Festival is in the audience and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and it doesn't start well, though, because they're going through all these stand-up routines at the beginning in this club during this uh, show, and I wasn't laughing at any of it. And anyone who knows me from going to the gigs and whatnot, it's hard not to make me laugh. I will laugh at pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just sitting there a bit stony-faced. Um, but... Once the film got into its story, I have to say I warmed up a lot to it, and so much so that I wasn't bothered by the fact that it was two hours long. Either it was one of those films that really used the two hours it had. It has these strands going on with the parents, with the comedy, with uh, the parents on one side, you know, Kamel's parents, and then Emily's parents, his relationship with both of those, um, what he's going to do about it, and it uses all the it uses the time it's got to really, you know, um, uh, allow these strands, the various strands, to breathe and to coalesce and all that sort of stuff. But that was really nice. I did laugh, actually. I, I probably not enough to justify two hours, but I, I did laugh. I, I enjoyed it. I thought Ray Romano and Holly Hunter were fantastic as the mm-hmm. parents. I've never been a big fan of Ray Romano, but I thought he was very funny in this and very endearing as this sort of complete dingus of a dad. Holly Hunter was one of those um, wonderfully terrifying women that you meet in real life <laughs> who I always seem to end up liking a lot, even though I'm terrified of them. Um, and... Um, yeah, it was, it, and and the central couple, Kamal Nanjiani was was really good. He really anchored the film very well. And Zoe Kazan, I mean, for a lot of it, she's in a coma. So she's <laughs> an awful lot. Uh, I thought she played the coma bits really well. Um, no, she, uh, she, she when when she's uh, um, you know up and about, she's. Uh, <laughs> Um, she's really great. She's, uh, she, you know, they, 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 I mean, the whole thing about the film was it was very sweet. It was, it had a sweetness to it which I wasn't expecting. I thought it was going to be sort of snarky and smug, and it wasn't. It was, it was very nice. It sort of had, it was kind of, um, it was, uh, it was non-judgmental whilst not being afraid to take the mick out of everybody, mm-hmm. which I thought was really good. Um, uh, there's a fantastic 9-11 joke in there, which, yeah, it was the one, <laughs> tragically was the one I laughed out loudest at. <laughs> like, it was funny. Um, and, I mean, look, production-wise, in terms of, like, you know, the directing and the character, there's almost nothing to talk about. I mean, it is standard to the point of uh, inertia, you know? I mean, you know, it's establishing shots, establishing shots, mids, close-ups, and then, hand, uh, you know, handheld every now and again to suggest grit and gravitas. Um, but... I mean, it, it reminded me actually of. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this video. There's um, well, this channel. There's a very good uh, cha- film channel on YouTube. Every frame of painting, and the guy who, <coughs> excuse me, the guy who uh, does that did one about Edgar Wright, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, who we spoke mm-hmm. about recently, and about how he shows that all other um, uh, film direction in comedy these days pales in comparison how it's so unadventurous and this is kind of in terms of its direction and its production I mean it kind of 
you know, fits that bill. It's just not uh, interesting at all. That said, of course, what it's resting on is an interesting story, and the story is interesting enough to carry it through that you don't worry about that. I think there are problems. I think that they're, you know, um, and as I say, it has to have points off, but I wish it was funnier. Yeah. Because um, I thought when it was funny, it was, it was, it was funny and endearing. But... Um, on the whole, yes, I warm to it, and uh, it's it's not a bad film by any. I've been probably more negative than I meant to be. It's not a bad film at all. I saw um, the shorts; it looked pretty good. Yeah, it's it's good. I don't think it's comedy of the year. It's not one of the best films of the year, but it's perfectly good, perfectly well worth your time. Film of the week, easily. Oh yeah, best <laughs> <laughs> choice. Uh, film, Vist- yeah, that's true. Yeah, film this kicks off tonight. Go along and see some films. Eh? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. Go and see. Um, hopefully soon we'll have post that. Try to pick a. F- I think I managed to narrow it down to eleven films that I. Um, <laughs> my particular picks but uh, a gunpoint it was 11 right but, uh, yeah do go and support the film festival because right. it's brilliant after this track I'm going to be talking to a team behind a film called Team to Beat ooh crikey yes home away from home uh, here right now is Jagger